Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, November 30th. S&P futures are down about 15 points at it's about 40 basis points. NASDAQ futures are essentially unchanged. Europe's major indices are trading essentially unchanged as well. And there is mixed price action beneath the surface in Europe. So you have outperformance in industrials. You have outperformance in tech, uh, along with healthcare, real estate, and retail. And you have underperformance in banks and energy. Both those groups are down about 1%. So not a clear cyclical value uh, mix in Europe, although there definitely is a slight bias towards, I would say, um, uh, growth over cyclicals with tech outperforming and banks and energy lagging. Um, And then Asia generally traded lower across the board. So it's hard to read too much into today's price action. You know, this is the final day of the month. You're coming off of huge gains in November. Um, You know, again, November was a very clarifying month. You had, um, you know, a lot of major issues resolved with vaccines and the election, um, et cetera. And so, uh, you know, know, no one I think is going to fault investors for taking some modest profits during the final day of the month. So again, not reading too much into um, you know the the reasons, quote unquote, for the modest softness that you're seeing this morning. Um, you know, a lot of news over the last several days. I have everything compiled in the vital dawn this morning, going back to um, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all all detailed by day. Um, you know, just for this morning, some of the big topics. So the China MBS PMIs for the month of November came out. They were solid. Um, they did not dramatically exceed expectations, and I don't think anyone really was doubting Chinese growth. You know, China right now is one of the big growth bright spots on the planet, and and has been the case pretty much since just a few months after the pandemic first started. Um, so again, I don't think the China news really shocked anyone. You are seeing in Trump's final two months in office, um, you know, you are seeing tensions ratchet higher. So there were reports on Reuters that China that Trump will re- will add some additional major companies to this Pentagon blacklist, including CNUC and CMIC, SMIC rather. So China's biggest oil and semiconductor company, respectively. Those names have been speculated in the past as being um, possible additions to the list, but obviously. That headline is not helping sentiment. Um, you know, just in terms of kind of the major buckets of macro news um, on the FOMC. So you have a big FOMC meeting coming up on December 16th. We had the minutes from the prior meeting out Wednesday before Thanksgiving last week. Those minutes did suggest the odds of incremental action at the December 16th meeting are lower than I think people, including myself, previously assumed. So the minutes suggested that the Fed is most interested in kind of updating its quantitative easing guidance rather than shifting the pace of purchases or um, shifting the duration target of purchases. So in terms of that December 16th meeting, like I said, I think the odds of action um, are are certainly a little bit lower than they had been before. The ECB on December 10th, though, was widely expected to increase um, quantitative easing by at least a half trillion euros and then possibly introduce some additional um, LT, uh, some additional um, bank liquidity facilities as well. Um, the U.S. budget has a big deadline coming up on December 11th. Um, that will be the main priority for Congress over the coming days. Um, the odds of a shutdown after that, I think, are very low. I don't think not either party really wants to see a shutdown. If they cannot reach an agreement on a full budget, you'll probably just see another um, continuing resolution get passed for a few months, kicking the issue into um, Biden's term when he uh, gets when he assumes office on January 20th. The odds of some types of modest stimulus measures getting tucked into any budget bill um, are inching higher. And you do have, again, a chorus of Democrats urging the party to kind of lower its fiscal demands so they can reach a compromise with Republicans 
um, you know, sacrificing large numbers for speed, given that you are seeing the COVID overhang um, grow more intense and and probably will will become a larger overhang um, over the coming weeks um, into the end of this year and then to early next year. So we'll have to see how all that unfolds. The um, you know the recent decision by the Treasury to discontinue some of those Fed liquidity measures does free up a couple hundred billion dollars of funds that were already previously authorized. So Congress can repurpose that money, and that really would not require them to spend anything additional since that money has already been, um, in theory, uh, spent. So we'll have to see how this all, all this unfolds. I do think though you will you could get some modest stimulus um, measures tucked into that bill. Um, the and then as we on the political front, you know, again, there's there's no doubt at all in anyone's mind anymore that that Biden will be, um, you know, will take office on January 20th. Trump, you know, in the last few days, all but said that he will depart the White House, um, you know, once the Electoral College formally confirms Biden as the next president, which it will do. Um, you know, I think the the last big political wild card is just the fate of these Jan- uh, Georgia runoffs on January 5th. It's still very likely McConnell um, will keep his majority position. So remember, Republicans only need to win one of those races for McConnell to keep his majority. I do, though, think the odds of Democrats winning both those seats are moving up. I don't think Trump is doing the party any favors by uh, continuing this charade against the election results. He had another. um, He had his first interview, actually, since the election on Fox um, yesterday, I believe, uh, was certainly, um, you know, I don't think helpful to the party's chances in those Georgia runoffs. He also continues to undermine the, the, um, integrity of the entire Georgia election system. And he continues to criticize Georgia's Republican governor. So all of those reasons I think could, could depress Republican turnout in the, um, in those runoff races, in which case Democrats can, can, uh, certainly win both of those seats. Um, which would give then, uh, which would make the Senate 50-50 with Harris being the 50, the tiebreak and then uh, the Schumer becoming majority leader. So the odds of Democrats winning both those seats, like I said, I think are moving up. Um, if Trump were to pivot aggressively and start campaigning and start to tone down some of the language against Georgia and then the overall election results, um, you know, he can make a big difference. I think Trump could help um, his party again if, if he were kind of make those adjustments. But obviously that is not occurring. Um, on the COVID front, there's not too much new to talk about. You are seeing the transmission figures flatten out in, um, especially in Europe and then in the U S as well. You know, they are still at very, very elevated levels and there's still a ton of concern that you're going to see another kind of resurgence, um, following the Thanksgiving holiday. But I think, you know, the transmission outlook is definitely a little bit better than it had been. Um, and then on the vaccine front, again, nothing all that new either. You should see Pfizer, the Pfizer vaccine get approval by the middle of December in Europe, the U.S., and the U.K. The U.K. could be first in terms of granting its approval. Remember, the FDA is an, has an important meeting coming up on December 10th at which they will consider that Pfizer vaccine. Um, and there are multiple reports about how Pfizer is ready to um, you know, begin shipping that, that vaccine essentially the day that they receive approval. Um, you know, apparently United Airlines had been flying some charter flights just to kind of position the vaccine around the country um, and, and, and uh, you know, preparing it to, to go out, you know, again, right after that approval comes. Uh, Moderna also could receive approval before the end of this year. Um, you know, the AstraZeneca one is certainly a little bit more complicated. There has been a lot of criticism on just as far as the structure of the studies, how they presented some of their statistics, this whole one and a half dose, dose regime that achieved that 90% efficacy, which was a mistake initially, and then they continued along with it. 
Um, you know, AstraZeneca all but acknowledged they may have to do another trial, um, you know, formally studying that one and a half dose regime to see what the actual effects are um, in a broader population pool. So unclear when you're going to see approval. Um, the UK may grant approval for the AstraZeneca vaccine sooner than I think the US um, or Europe will. The US in particular, I think, um, you know, I, I doubt you'll see AstraZeneca get approved in the near term. But again, you still have the Pfizer and Moderna ones. And then the next big set of vaccine data will probably be from the Johnson & Johnson vaccine that's due out early next year. And remember, this is a, a different one from the others, just in that it requires only one shot whereas the Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca ones um, require at least two, uh, you know, again, AstraZeneca, maybe one and a half, but again, two trips to a doctor's office to, um, to receive it. Uh, so those are kind of all the major themes and trends. There are a bunch of different micro items to note, including um, a relatively big acquisition of S&P potentially buying um, IHS market. That would be about a $45 billion deal that could get announced today, according to multiple reports. And then remember, Last week, um, you know, the reports that Salesforce could buy um, uh, could buy Slack, and that deal could get announced with Salesforce earnings, which are reported after the close tomorrow. Um, so, just looking at the calendar for Monday specifically, there's not a ton on on today's uh, agenda. You do have Zoom earnings after the close, so that's obviously a critical name within the whole kind of growth momentum cohort of stocks. Micron has a conference call at four o'clock. They're going to announce some tech roadmap issues. Um, and then you have a lot of conferences this week. So this is a busy week for sell-side conferences. So you're going to have a lot of companies provide kind of informal updates just on the state of how Q4 is unfolding. Um, for the week as a whole, it's a very busy week of earnings. So this is kind of the final week of um, the October end earnings season. So I have I sent around a calendar on, um, on Friday, I believe. Um, just looking at a lot of the, ma- I'm sorry, center around Thursday and then have links to it again in the piece with previews for all the big events coming up, not just this week, but really into the end of the year, um, along with specific previews for all the individual earnings reports this week, again, as uh, there are a lot of them. You have an OPEC meeting today and tomorrow. There are some reports about disagreements about um, whether or not they can reach a deal on delaying these January 1st production hikes that are due to take effect. I have to imagine that they will reach an agreement on delaying that for about three months, just given the state of markets. Although the oil rebound, um, you know, I think is is hurting the uh, you know the prospects of reaching a consensus. But like I said, I, I would be surprised if the those January first hikes um, proceed as scheduled. Mnuchin and Powell will be testifying on December first. Biden will formally unveil his. Economic team also on December 1st. Um, you know, a lot of the names have already been leaked in the media, so I don't think you'll see any real major surprises tomorrow. Yellen, I think, was the name that markets cared most about. And we obviously have known that now for a couple of days. So I think tomorrow will just kind of be a formality. And that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.